What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Frankie Chinook in another episode of uh, No Father, No Problem. What's going on, Frankie? Uh, we are back in uh, East LA, where we prefer to be because this is home. It feels comfortable right here. You know, you, you don't feel like a stranger around here. And today we have a special guest, uh, someone we've known for fucking shitload, uh, mucho tiempo, you know? Uh, we got Rafael Cardenas. So what's up, what's up? I do, Rafa, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me here. This is dope. We're right here outside of the electrical plant on Rowan and Winter Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like the mystery property. Everybody was wondering, like, what the hell's over that wall, yeah. man? Southern California Edison. Yeah, and there's yeah. a water tank in there too, right? I, the water tank's down there, yeah. So uh, Alley DWP, then maybe I don't yeah. know. You, you know what should be over that wall, man? Uh, this used to be our path to walk home. Yeah. So every time somebody was acting like a fool, I would take their backpack and throw it over the wall, man. So <laughs> I feel like a jackass, man. You we know? used to push people in the bushes, like yeah. like walking like along those right there. Like you'd be walking, everybody, mm -hmm. and you'll just always push somebody, like you push them in a trash can. So. Show them in, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's it. Sorry, Tanga. <laughs> yeah. That was like Hopefully you got your stuff back, you know, Ruben. <laughs> It's only notable one. Everybody else like, ah, oh, get out of here. Hilarious. You go to the power plant, ate my homework, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Rafa, what, uh, what have you been up to, dude? I haven't, I haven't seen you in I don't know how many years. Yeah, I no, haven't seen you in. The in, last time wow. I saw you was a Halloween party at. Uh, oh yeah, George's yeah, house, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 How, how you been? What, what, good, what have you been good. doing? What's, what's going on in your life? Well, you know, I, I've, I've always been like working on something creative, and like the last thing that I started doing was photography, and that's like picked up some steam in the last 10 years i've been doing that for 10 years yeah um and you know ha happened to like get some pretty good recognition did some museum shows did some magazines did some la times articles you know and uh working on more work to for the future so yeah. trying to create even more work and actually it all started because in 2010 i did a 365 day photo shoot mm-hmm to learn how to use the camera. Mm -hmm. So that was the first time that I started taking pictures and started posting it up and, and it created like a lot of steam. Mm -hmm. And that thing has kept it going since then. And <clears throat> 2020 is gonna be uh, the 10 year anniversary. So I'm gonna do it again. Okay. So That's cool it's gonna me, be man. another year of like 365 days. Of how does that work? You get up, go out and you see, you, you, uh, you, I'm gonna take one picture per day. You get up and you just shoot the whole day. Shoot and when you day. get home, you, you pick, pick that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the first time that I did it, actually January 1st, 2010, I was living right here on Rowan, and it was after New Year's, I was still drinking and I was fucking hungover, mm -hmm. and um, I was like, damn, I gotta get up and start this thing <laughs> that I have in mind, but it was already like, it was literally like already past like 3pm, you know, mm -hmm. so I finally like Crazy, got man. out of the house, and I walked down Rowan, I just walked all the way down the hill and uh, took pictures down at the bottom and walked back up, took pictures. And the first picture that I posted was of the Latin Playboy oh, yeah. down the hill. Yeah, That place and is classy, dude. That picture, my first picture ever posted is like, it's a pretty popular one. Like, people dig the shit out of that picture. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, this, this is all right here, you know. What, what do you call your style? What, what's, what's your style? Well, it's, we don't know the definition. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's photojournalism, the there's documentary photography, uh, there's fashion photography. Uh, I'm, I'm like in the middle of like uh, photojournalism and and documentary because I'm documenting my neighborhood. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting things that, you know, can be archived and saved and stories can be told later about it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not really photojournalism because I'm not a reporter. But there is some aspects of photojournalism in there um, when I... Um, when I create a good series of things that can tell a story. A story, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Pretty cool, man. So yeah, we uh, we went on a couple. Of, we went to your website and saw some of those pictures, and uh, I really like the, the 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 ones that you have. Uh, you have a lot of them with your family in them. Yeah. There was one where um, it, it, I was able to connect with it because I remember seeing my sisters, and then my sisters grew up. Like the oldest one was putting on makeup while the rest of them were looking oh, yeah. at her. And uh, uh, and I go, yeah, you know, they're all like, like, like that's the oldest one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's a cool picture. I really yeah. enjoyed that picture. I call that one a Mira Prima. Mira Prima. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was that picture I actually took it in Farmersville, which is up north by Visalia. My family used to get together for Thanksgiving up there. My mom moved back here, but we used to all go up there for Thanksgiving. And my that was my sobrina. She's putting it on. And my goddaughter's behind her. She was really little back then. This was, this was 2010 or 12, somewhere around there. And uh, all the girls were like in the bathroom, you know? So I was, yeah. like, it was like, as I walked by, 
I could see all of them just like that, watching the oldest Squeeze ones put on the makeup. Yeah. So the oldest one is putting on makeup, and they're all like trying to learn how to do it. I shot that picture through the mirror, mm -hmm. so I'm like outside the door. She's looking in the mirror, and like the other little oh, girls cool, behind man. her, like that. And that picture has actually gotten a lot of recognition too, and and it was, it was published in a, a sociology book, a college textbook. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So ah. it's it's in a book like that. That's really cool, man. Hey, the 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 picture that got my attention, or actually like like hurt my chest, kind of. The one you you took of the, those teenage boys, you know. Oh and yeah. You talk about that one of them got killed by the policeman yeah. and all that. Yeah, that yeah, one yeah, because you know you grew up in this environment and a lot of them you knew you, you see them grow up as kids and then of course you end up going to people's funerals that's yeah. the one that like like you know like it, it brought me back to to here you know yeah. I, I moved down and at, at, at like early 20s and I, I haven't been back so I mean of course you come back to eat tacos and shit like that you yeah know? But, <laughs> you know they, 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 they're the best tacos everywhere you know here you TJ. come back here to get the carne asada for asar no, no, I I found a, a place in Omani, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I live, dude. I, I live in Upland, yeah, yeah, and I drive to Omani to buy my carne asada. Yeah, that's perfect. Like that's the closest place I could find it that's like good enough, you know, at least for taste buds. Yeah, yeah. But that that shot and the way you describe that, what happened to one of the kids? Because yeah. they look like kids, you know. No, they were they were little kids, and uh, so that time I was down on Olympic and in Indiana. Um, walking around because I, I had a, a studio down there I used to work at around there and sometimes I just get out and start walking you know just to fuck around and I was walking in the back like the industrial area mm -hmm. looking for something to shoot and uh, when I started to come back up Indiana you know it was a, a gangster house you know like the whole house yes. like you could see the food <coughs> on the porch and all kinds of shit like that and a few generations of yeah I don't know what's right? happening there I don't know they're running game I didn't know the neighborhood you know yeah. so I'm being very respectful and knowing my you know the rules and shit and I walked by quietly but like as soon as I passed them just a little bit one of the kids and they were kids they were all between like 11 and 15 you know mm -hmm. I, I don't know if any of them were older than 15 one of them goes, hey, I'll be your model host. <laughs> I was like, all right, you want me to take your picture? He goes, yeah. So I turned around and um, they all got hard, you know? They all like- Strike a pose, you yeah, know? Yeah, they all got like hard looks. Mm -hmm. But I I kept taking pictures and, and we, they were clowning each other. So I waited for them to laugh, you know? Mm -hmm. So I got a few like, I got a few of them laughing in that. And the one that I finally posted. And that's when you see the actually kids, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, man, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It just, and so, it's, yeah, it's so a year later or two years later um the family called me they 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 told me it was a kid that got killed by a cop and you know the cop like shot him in the back the cop hid the uh turned his camera off but there was a neighbor's video that saw the whole thing you know so that whole family is going through a bunch of stuff with that and, wow yeah it was, wow. it was a fucked up situation yeah but in in that i did a book uh in 2015 was my first five years of all that photography and in that book there's already three people that passed away like that there was a young girl too that passed away from like, uh alcohol poisoning mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's a trip i didn't think that like the young kids in my book were going to be the ones that passed away you know yeah yeah so that was something that like struck me after you know you, you don't think about it that they're, that they're gonna pass away but if you sit back and actually think about it and you think of the odds you're like yeah, yeah. it's a good chance because of where you're at who you're taking pictures of yeah. so yeah. there's a good chance that yeah it's crazy wow that's that's cool you know what you know what i would ask about you know we um we do our homework whenever we have someone on there and you know you know i don't uh, do homework bro you don't do homework <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you why know i didn't what? finish high school right and that's <laughs> why that's why it's perfect to go into those like you were talking about ditching parties oh yeah because oh, uh. you know what uh, uh how old are you, Rafa, right now? You're 47. 47? Okay. I'm going to be 48 this year. Okay, you're yeah. about four years older than I am. Yeah. So, I think you cut the, maybe the... Yeah, the, we had, like, the, the big wave of ditching parties. Yes, yes, I we, remember that's that. That's why I didn't fucking finish high school, right? Because we were always <laughs> at... We, we were, like, the masters yeah. of ditching parties. Like, yeah. everybody had ditching parties back then, and you'd stay home, and you'd have houses filled with people yes. during the day, and it was crazy. Like, so much beer, and nobody was even close to 21. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that's badass, man. It was crazy. You know what, man? I did ditching parties after high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, my uh, my yeah my cousin and his friend um, my cousin Jesse and his friend Louis, they would always call me from ditching parties. Come and pick us up. Oh shit. I would go in my giant Cadillac to pick them up. I these ditching parties and I'll hang out for a little bit. Yeah. But after a while, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the oldest guy here, you know. <laughs> so let's get out of here, you know. So we had to leave, but 
But yeah, you, you would have got in trouble. Really I would have got in trouble, man. But uh, you know, I did a sport, high school sports, so I missed out on uh, all the good stuff, you know. Yeah. Ditching parties and all that stuff, you, you play? know. Uh, football at Roosevelt, man. Uh, oh, and tennis, of course, you know. <laughs> We're not proud of the tennis party. <laughs> shit. Well, uh, there every once be... in a while, this tennis apple comes out. I tell everybody there has to be balance, you know. Uh, football, you have to be a violent guy, you know. Tennis, you have to be, you know, twinkle toes kind of he thing, was you know. Worried about his credit score at a young you age, be Artistic, you know. Hey, uh, were you part of a, a party crew back then? Yeah, we had a, with Flavio, and uh, I don't know if you remember Art Lara, Desmo, DJ Desmo? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were, uh, we had a stupid name called Exotic Love. Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though, back in the days, that was a cool name. Yeah, right? it was yeah, a fucking yeah. joke name, but we had, like, the black sweaters with, with aqua and pink, hot pink, like, name on the back, Exotic <laughs> Love, and, uh, yeah, we definitely were part of a, You had to be part of a party yeah. crew back then, and... It's weird nowadays, like, I tell people, like, I hated nightclubs. I hated, like, things like that. But, like, you went because everybody went to those things. That's like, where all the masses You were always on. went out with groups. Like, you never just, like, kind of, like, went out and, like, hit a bar. In my yeah. older age, I just like, like, little dive bars. Mm -hmm. And just, like, chilling at, you know, a bar and just whatever by myself even sometimes. But when you're young, you go with everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. It's, like, wherever everybody goes. But, yeah, that, that was a... Exotic love. That was a funny time. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Days, right? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, um, real quick, you said you like being at bars by yourself? Yeah, when I was drinking, yeah. Was, really? Well, I, I could go to a bar by myself, mm -hmm. and, like, I always, like, strike a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I was that yeah. kind of guy, yeah. I could, and back back when you could smoke at a bar, like, mm -hmm. that was the best. You could just sit down somewhere, light a cigarette, and just drink. The best and, icebreaker, huh? The, yeah. One of the easiest icebreaker, you know? Yeah, and just kick it with somebody, and, you know, you just talk. And bartenders, too. Like, I got to know a lot of bartenders and just chill. You know, the, the reason I ask that is because I, I prefer to be myself. I, yeah. like, I I go places by myself, and that's when I enjoy myself the most because yeah. I don't worry about nobody else. I don't got to worry about taking anybody and yeah. worry about it, whether they're okay. Are they bored? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When I go by myself, all I worry about is me, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, so that's why I, that's what I was asking, you know? Yeah. So the, the digi party, exotic love was the thing. Yeah, exotic love. <laughs> that is cool, man. We had like turntables and we had everything. We would throw who had the mini parties. truck? Who had the mini truck? Uh, it had to be like a, a new, it had to be like a Nissan mini truck somewhere. Yeah, but it wasn't. At all the parties. Uh, my sister's boyfriends had mini trucks, but uh, I didn't have mini trucks. But I, I rode in a lot of. In the back of trucks a lot back in the days when you didn't need a seatbelt nothing you know yeah yeah you could just sit in the back of a truck and get a ride um, yeah but I never I never uh, uh, had one myself not a mini truck yeah. not a mini all right yeah. that's cool hey you used to do the the party uh, party cooking, yeah yeah huh? uh, well I think the exotic love was maybe a couple years way at, you know before us because we were like in a party crew they were called the Mad Men. Okay. And uh, that's when I was in high school, and it was like there's a whole ditching party thing, and yeah. I, I love and, it. And house party thing, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, the whole insane. house party thing. And you know, you go with a, a, a group of guys, and you know, and you go to fucking yeah. uh, house parties, and that, that was cool back in the days. That, know, was, that uh, was the thing. That was a good time. I I used to like uh, I don't know. I can't hang out with like same people for too long, yeah. so I still hang out with like these guys, and then my football guys had a, a party crew guys, and then I still hang out with the older guys. But that's why I used to I used to like. Uh, like get a feel for different Bounce. kind of age yeah. groups, yeah, yeah. age groups, uh, different kind of mentalities, you know. Yeah. Because of the, like the jock guys hang out mostly with jock chicks, yeah. and they're fucking, they're brutal, man. They're vicious, you know. And then these guys hang out with like other kind of women, and the old guys, like college age women, or you know. Yeah. So it was it was neat the the good balance back and forth, you know. Did you have a girlfriend in each group? Uh, no. Hey, you just give us all. Wrap up, give us all. You just get friends. You just get friends, you know? But, no, no, but it's a good thing you say that because from then, I, I kind of figure out the kind of woman I wanted to be with, you know? Oh, okay. Like, you know, more mature kind of thing, you know? Like the older woman, you know? I used to like hanging with the older chicks better. Yeah, let he, let he without sin throw the first brick. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, was, that was quick. That was quick. In uh, what age were you when you moved out of Rowan here? No, I act, so I actually grew up on on, on Winter Street in Dittman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where. Um, so my family came from Mexico in 1974, mm -hmm. and moved over um, like near Aliso, but they didn't want to live there, mm -hmm. you know, and found a place over here. I think they went to like another house first and then ended up here, but I forgot that address. It was near the Mercado. Mm. But we ended up over here and uh, I, I grew up there until I was 16 on Winter Street. That's how we knew each other because, I mean, on Dittman in winter, so we were just one block away. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's where you know I met Rudy, Paul, Bobby, yeah, Neil Hector, Richard Lemos, all those people uh, from that block right there. And um, I guess we were 16 when we moved to City Terrace for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And then after City Terrace, uh, we moved back though to Blanchard and, and Townsend. Okay, you, so, you guys yeah. were right in the corner there. Yeah, right there, right in yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where Marlene used to live. Yeah. Uh, so girl used to live there before you guys. Okay. Yeah. I know you live here on, on Rowan. Yeah, and then eventually, after a long time, after my daughter was already older, I came over here and lived in Rowan. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, so you grew up here uh, during the crack days. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I taught people stories about uh, how crack came in, and yeah. crack was bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, people were like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, you can never paint a badass picture as, as it was you, because they just like, oh, that's cool. No, man, it was uh, fucking ugly. You know, like, 80s damn. crack or 80s, it was late 80s. Late right? 80s, early yeah, 90s. Early yeah. 90s, yeah. yeah. Got it yeah. heavy, man. Yeah, I, I remember uh, uh, telling a story. I was on uh, um, uh, Kiko's podcast. I was telling a story how I. Uh, I had my apartment here on Townsend, and I was a bachelor, and I'm in bed, and one of my buddies comes by, and he knocks on my window. He knocks on my window, and I open it up. I go, what's up? He goes, hey, man, he's a crackhead, and he's a friend of mine, though. He goes, hey, man, you, you want to buy a, an America Online CD? And I'm like... <laughs> America Online AOL? And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, look, at this America Online CD. I get the CD, and I look, and the CD is mailed to me. <laughs> this this crackhead went in my mailbox, stole my mail, went around and tried selling my old fucking mail. I go, God, this guy has guts, dude. This guy has, you know, and that's just an example of how bad things work. I mean, yeah. things, things got bad in the neighborhood. Oh, no, you used to be able to buy like, we actually bought a DVD player from my home like that. We fucking you could buy anything. Mm -hmm. uh, the I think the worst thing I saw, Chinook, we were driving up and we needed a car battery, and we stopped right here in that corner and we saw a druggie. And we asked him, hey, bro, we need a car battery. And he goes, don't move. And he walks like to a car, like half a block down. We could see him. He opens up the hood and he gets a battery. We're like, no, we don't want, we know these people. Like, let's leave, bro. I mean, that's how bad it was. Like, he goes, don't move. Hey, but he's a smart dude. He's creating the supply and demand, right? He goes, later on, they're going to be asking me for a car battery. The other people are going to ask him. I mean, they're going to go back down the block, you know? Yeah, uh, crack, crack was pretty bad, you know. Um, because it would happen to people you know. Yeah. You had you had like friends and you grew up with them and and you would see them going through that shit and yeah. you would feel bad for them. like God damn I can't believe you're doing this. Yeah. You know um you know you don't like saying names but you remember well, Ryan? Yeah yeah yeah. Ryan, it was, it was the, close the, to us. The, it was yeah, close to us. The Whisper yeah. Bandit they yeah, call him. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I went him. through that with Alfred. We talked about it. Yeah. That shit's hilarious. Yeah I mean, dude, I mean it's not funny but. The name Whisper Bandit was like was funny because he was so shy and shit. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember him. He, uh, his family was well off, which yeah. we call well off, yeah. and you know they had more than everybody else. Yeah. And he would he always be dressed nice and have nice professional watches and everything. parents, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a nurse and a, a post and a, post office. Yeah, yeah. And so you know that's at least one of those jobs is good around here. They had two of them. Yeah. So you know they were well off, and I remember him selling me all his shit. Why? And I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, fuck, I hate doing this, but yes, that's a good fucking price. You know what I mean? And I and I hated that, but, you know. Yeah. yeah so, no, the, Did right, he have brothers and sisters? He had one older sister. Oh, okay. One older sister. I don't know what uh, what happened. Okay. I don't know where they went or where they're at now, yeah. you know? But, yeah, the only reason I knew about the whole Whisper Bandit, I think uh, Kiko was telling me about it. Yeah. You know, that's because they were robbing banks and whatnot. Well, I hope Ryan's good. I really, Ryan was cool, man. Oh, yeah. Ryan was a yeah. Cool I, I grew up because, you know, we played on the street. Yeah. He was younger. Then he got a little bit older, started hanging out with you guys on yeah. Rowan because he was older than us. Yeah. And then he got into some stuff, and, you know, but he was a cool dude, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know everybody in the neighborhood knew what? that dude, and he was a cool cat, man. He's like a, a, the, the American me, those, he's the one Chinese guy that would be allowed to hang out with the Mexicans in prison. Yeah. And that's what he would be, you know? Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, well, he was he was half Mexican. Yeah, half his Japanese, dad. Yeah. yeah, his dad. His dad was... Uh, um, hey, uh, question. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever done to get a picture? <laughs> you know, because you, know, you hear paparazzis. I was in a garbage can for three days, and I jumped out. But I know you're not a paparazzi. Yeah. But I know you got to wait for that perfect picture, you know? I'm thinking... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think I've ever done anything crazy, crazy. I've stood in the middle of the street. I've, I've, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever done anything crazy. Like, cause most of my stuff just happens like as I'm walking from one place to another. It's random? Uh, yeah, mostly, you know, just That's like cool. that or, or, or at events or around friends and mm -hmm. hang, hangouts, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever done anything crazy. I guess the craziest thing would be ride a fucking helicopter. 
and that was like a little scary, but you know, yeah. that's probably the craziest thing I ever did. I, I had a seatbelt. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a helmet. No, that's no, me, no, man. At least one seatbelt, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and and that's you know that and that's what you love, you know. But it's, it's cool. I'm, I me, I I know I'm fat, but I get, went through streaks where I get addicted to one sport or another, and I did a lot of jogging once. And like you can't miss like one or two days, and I remember one time I'm on my third day, and I'm and I'm, I'm about the day's ending, and I go and I jump the Eli Stadium at 11 at night to go yeah. jogging on the track, oh, you know, and the worst, I jump in there in the dark and there's people jogging there, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm amongst my people, you know, yeah. I felt like a thief, and when I saw the people, okay, I felt comfortable when I jog, yeah. you know, but like you know I fucking jump the Eli wall to the stadium. Keys, bro. <laughs> and now the other side was open. Well, it probably was, you know, and I didn't know. But, you know, snack bars. To me, it's like, I got to yeah. get a jog in, you know, and, you know, so if I jump the Eli thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when I was young, we used to jump over the fence at Roosevelt before they opened the swimming pool. Okay. And we go swimming. That's and cool, then man. before school. And by the time we finished swimming, like, they'd open the lockers and shit, put our stuff away. Yeah. On, uh, on, on one of the podcasts, I heard from you that you're talking about the... The auto shop they used to put grease on the on the rail, on the on the gate oh, yeah. at Roosevelt. <laughs> My friend, he's one of the ones that got caught uh, jumping the fence. Yeah. He got grease all over yeah. his clothes. Greg, yeah, Greg, oh, hey, somebody Greg. Somebody else can tell that story. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the second time, he tried to squeeze to the left and he ripped up his shorts because they got caught. So I go, bro, you know what? This is not yeah, our thing, bro. This is not for you, bro. This is not for us. We're not good at it, right? We're not good right. at being bad, you know. So like, fuck it, quit, you know. Okay, well, we're ahead. But that was Greg, man. My, yeah. One of my other guy from Thompson. Don't say the last name, though. They had a they had a pole that went across the top because, you know, it, it had, like, a wheel that went over it. Mm-hmm. So it had to be, like, a clean pole. Like a double pole, you know? It didn't have any, like, spikes or anything. So that would be the easiest fence to jump, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they fucking put grease on it. Like, thick, thick Ooh. grease. All over your shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, we're not uh, ditching officer. Yeah. <laughs> Just look for the guys with grease, you yeah. know? Yeah. Man, well, my my worst. My mother just said, "No, we're not ditching officer." The worst thing that ever happened to me was because I went from Roosevelt to Garfield because I did so much in Roosevelt. I asked my parents to move me to another school. I was like, "I'm ditching too much." But I went to Garfield. Ended up the same thing. But at Garfield, one time I jumped the fence and like literally jumped the fence, turned around, and there was a cop right oh. there. <laughs> like, if you would have had was, the door open, you would have landed yeah. in a squad car, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. Yeah, that was the time, the only time that I got taken to that freaking detention jail. Yeah, you know, yeah. Up in, in Belvedere Park. Yeah, yeah, all right. That was horrible. Uh, you know what? Uh, that you're, t- you're saying you were looking for a nice, easy place to fucking jump out of school, right? Yeah. Garfield High School, a group of friends that we would hang out with, we would always jump the fence and ditch. One girl there, she had a, a ring. I don't know if you guys heard the story. She had a ring on, jumped the fence, and then like when you're at the top, you kind of hold on to the top and Through you let spikes. and you let go, because you're you know you're 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 pretty close to the ground. Yeah. She let go and the spike had her ring. She lost a finger over it, you know. So she ended up losing a finger and then still ditching with fucking nine fingers. <laughs> nine. <laughs> you know, she went got it taken care of. And then, like a, a month later, she's there ditching. She's at a ditching no. party. And then back in the days, they used to have like the rave kind of style thing. Yeah. So people would wear like gloves. Yeah. And then she had like gloves yeah. on. And then one of her fingers was just <laughs> her fingers were just like, kind of hanging because there's nothing to hold it in. You know? oh, I was like inflated or throw yeah. we throw a weenie yeah. in there or something. But her finger would fucking hang. Oh, oh man. Yeah, dude. Hey, she was dedicated to her craft. You know, you can at least say that. You know. Yeah. Shit, bro. <laughs> So, you always hear the stories, but I you should make a t shirt that says ditching parties ruin my life. Yeah. <laughs> you should, yeah. or hashtag, you know. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw you put a hashtag up uh, that, that really that, that was funny to me was bring back the two dollar burritos. Yeah, dude, remember it? Yes, yes, like <laughs> right here on, 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 like, on yeah. Rowan, Rowan, and um. See the Travis or Brooklyn? No, no, Indiana, Indiana. Yeah, where, where the where the Lucky's Lucky's used, used to be. That truck right yeah. there. They're on they're on Third Indiana now. Yeah. But when they were there, it was two dollars. The burrito was big as fuck. Yeah. And then you would get free horchata when they were to make it on the side. Remember that little? Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. had free horchata there too, and that was fucking two dollars. Yeah. I remember you put that up, and I go fuck yeah, you know. Bring back two dollars tacos, like everybody. 
Well, I mean, if, if you travel a little bit, like, outside of L.A., a fucking burrito's like 15 bucks, yeah. you know? You know what I was telling about Frankie? I go, the, the reason the fucking price of stuff went up is not because they changed it, because they changed the terminology before... You know, you get a burrito with guacamole, yeah. that was two bucks. Now you get a burrito with guac, oh, that's $15. <laughs> Why? He goes, well, because we call it guac now. It's just special. Yeah, I don't no, fuck they, you. Yeah, no carb tortillas. Yeah, things are changing out here. and it's. Well, it depends who's making them, too. You know, like, they just throw, they just boost the prices up, you know, for, like, different taco places. It's sort of like shit. real estate. The reason they they can do it is because people still pay for them. Yeah. People stop paying for it, they'll lower the price of it. And yeah. that's, you know, that's just the way it Supply is. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we still demand it. They say, fuck it, we can get yeah. away with this shit. So and, that's what it you is. You know, a lot of the areas changing though, too. Mm-hmm. Like that different uh, uh, races moving in and all that. Yeah. We walked by the Holland Bay police station yesterday at night. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I feel comfortable, you know. Like the lights are brighter, you know. It, it was soothing, and then like it felt warm for some reason, right? <laughs> that heater, how fucking strong are these lights? Hot, bro. These fucking lights, hey. like, guess what? It was like nine, 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 bro. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, before. What are you guys doing out there? There's we, a comedy thing. Yeah. Uh, w- uh which one? Uh, I don't know what it, the, the casa. Casa it, like, it is. I, it was right like an art studio from the from the police station. Little small little room. Yeah, we I, thought it was at uh, those places where they still have the the quinceañeras and all that on yeah, top, yeah. but those are religious centers now, you know. Yeah. yeah. So we went well, like door cool. to door to door, and we thought it was an open mic, and ended up being where they already had their comedians set and everything. So it was it was neat though, but yeah, yeah. but when we got out of there like after nine o'clock, it was still nice, man. Like before, you would never think about walking that area, you know. You know what? I, I don't know it's if uh, if you listen to some of our old podcasts or or, or any of them, yeah. but. When we started doing the podcast, the whole point was, because Frankie, he's at the age where he's getting ready to retire. Yeah. You know, he's here to retire. Hello. <laughs> we got visitors. <laughs> where he's getting ready to retire, so he's thinking of something to do after he retires, and he wants to do stand-up comedy, right? Yeah. So that's the whole reason for the podcast, just to go on there and bullshit and just yeah. put your name out there and whatnot. The, the last podcast we did with Kiko here on Townsend, yeah, I heard that one. fucking good. Kiko called him out. I know. And offered Damn. him, offered him, uh, do it, man. And offered him five, three, two minutes, whatever. <laughs> Take five, bro. Handle it. <laughs> whatever works, yeah. right? Yeah. Just say five, pero si te da fucking. So um, that's why we were at that place. You know, we thought it was to be an open mic. You yeah. know, so Frank would get up there and get some practice and whatnot. Yeah. And but it wasn't. But still, it was good learning experience to see yes. that. Yeah. You you went through that right? Because I I was listening to a, a podcast where you were spending a lot of time at comedy clubs. You yeah. Wanted, you wanted to do stand up comedy? So, no, I didn't want to do stand up because comedy is like one of the things that I've like respected the hell out of because I can't do it. I but I I followed comedy and kind of studied comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, through just being at so many places and I'm, because I'm I'm one of those people that like you see something you want to learn how it's done yeah. <clears throat> see yes. something you want to yes. learn how it's done so I did theater I did a lot of movies and sh- not a lot of movies I did some film and I, I did some acting but I've never been able to like you know write down a comedy set but there's different ways to do it so anyways at one point <clears throat> a friend of mine wanted to get into it and so I decided to start a comedy night at a bar that I used to go to a lot. I was working at it there too, uh, at Eastside Love. So I started a comedy night that turned into something that, you know, kind of grew. And, and uh, Alfred used to do that place, and <clears throat> Felipe Esparza, even um, Cristela Alonso used to come down there, Dustin Ibarra, Jeff Garcia. We had a really good comedy night that. Uh, you know, eventually it ended because it was just difficult to maintain because mm-hmm. you really can't make money off of comedy like that unless you're running like a restaurant and shit. Yes. Yeah. But um, I did it long enough where, you know, it helped some people, you know, like build a little like credibility. Yeah. And get and, them with and, yeah, and just to practice. I mean, you need to practice yeah. every fucking day, you know. So even, you know, do your set to him. <laughs> you know, do your yeah, set. we've been doing that uh, and uh, my golf is struggling because of it. You know, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it is as a hobby uh, for a hobby, you know, pretty much, you know. Yeah, what's your handicap? Uh seventeen no, handicap. In, in comedy. No, I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Hey, hey. But that was good, man. Let's write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> no, when, we'll edit that out and make it sound like Frankie said it. That's where it gets sued. What is it for real? Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You golfer? I, I golfed a little bit, but I never got uh, close to getting like my handicap or anything like that. Like I never calculated it, but I never broke a hundred. If that means. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, you're in thirties, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. But 
fucking love the shit out of it. You know, it was like, it's, I don't do it as much anymore. It's really engaging, you know? No, but even when I wasn't drinking, like, really? it's still, yeah. But now what I do is a disc golf. Uh, I don't know if you do. Alfred, Alfred does it. Is. Yeah, Alfred yeah. does it. So I, I do it with the homeboys that he has, too. Mm-hmm. That's how, uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why we started seeing each other a lot more, him and I. Because <clears throat> uh, he'd come out to disc golf with those guys. Mm-hmm. Those guys are producers of the old Fluffy show. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, like we met through different, we know those people through different people, mm-hmm. but uh, we would golf together, for disc golf, and this shit's a dope fucking game too. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking the other day, uh, um, a couple of days ago, he goes, hey, we got to go fucking a disc golf, yeah. and I go, can I drink? He goes, that's fucking almost mandatory. I go, all right, I'm in, <laughs> It I'm makes in. it better. That's yeah, the whole yeah. This guy been trying to get me to golf for years, dude. It's almost like Jehovah Witness fucking. Uh, uh, You've never done it? Go, no, I've golfed. Uh, it hey. just, the thing is. I don't want to cough with him. <laughs> I mean, he, he he takes sports very serious and yeah. shit. And it's I, I think that'd be like, like no no you get the wrong form. Fuck you, yeah, I got the right form. Hey, right? Bro, I'd be behind on your hips. <laughs> it's all in yeah. the hips. <laughs> I golfed with I golfed with work buddies yeah. and no one gives a fuck what you do. And I go, hey, this is fun. I think if I golf with him, he'd be like, mm, 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 you know, yeah. and he'd be critiquing I, me. Even your go- your your coworkers don't want to golf with me. Yeah, I invite him that I hound him. Yeah, yeah. But he's very. It's you versus you. I tell him golf. It's you versus you versus yeah. the course. Well, you you versus you versus the course. If you're not there, because if you're there, it's you versus you versus the course with with fucking color commentary in the background. You know? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you that, man. You right? I'm just trying to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh. So I versus really, I. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, I, and I agree with that. That's you know that's the way it should be. But, you know, that's why I stay away from doing sports again. Take, yeah. stay, stay sports very seriously. And I, well, I'm take not, it serious, bro. Well, Come on. Fuck that <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. got to be something. Yeah, there's got to be a hook somewhere, man. You know, you know Just what? Just take him to a part three, nine hole somewhere. I tell him. You know? He yeah. already drinks. So he's halfway there. Yeah. You know? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I already deserve a trophy for that <laughs> shit. Nine hole part three should be fine. No, no. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm cool with it. I, I, yeah. I, I've done it before. I'm cool with it. He just, these guys yeah, got a Pico Rivera one. He's got to good Bloody Marys there, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good Bloody Marys at the Pico Rivera, that little executive nine, you know? You start really, really good. Well, back in the day, just to start with the Bloody Mary. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then you get to hole number six and get another one. I know. There used to be a lady there, right? Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Oh, there used man. to be a lady out there making them. They don't got the, the, the carts driving around? No. The girls in the carts no. Not, not the smaller golf courses. No, okay. no that, that's a nine hole, yeah. All right, all right. But that place is dope. All right. Uh, Rafa, um, what's uh, what's your end game? What, uh, your, where do you see yourself when you're retirement age, 67, 7 years old? What's your end game with everything you're doing right now? Because you know, Frankie's got an end game. He wants to do this. I got yeah. an end game. I know where I want to be when I'm older. Where where, where, where do you want to be? Where do you wake th- up having your a, coffee? I think that's a question that i got to <coughs> take home and write an essay about. <laughs> I, I don't have that answer, to be honest. Like, you know, I'm, I'm um, you know, I pretty much, like, live, like, like, go with the flow kind of a thing you know and that's mm-hmm. how like things have happened so far you know just like oh this is happening go that way go this way um but yeah i mean i just i just want to build <clears throat> have something that can live forever you know like uh these images this archive these photos that i'm taking you know will will have some kind of life after i'm gone kind of a thing you know yeah that's it that's cool you know what my wife tells me she goes <clears throat> she goes i enjoy your podcast because regardless of where they go what what ends up happening he goes your kids and your grandkids will be able to hear your stupid ass stories I go, <laughs> I, go, I, I, go, yeah. I go you're fucking right you're like, oh, yeah right. all this that you're doing is documents and you're, you're like ouch thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the stupidest I told you <laughs> <laughs> say so, hi to them right now yeah right. Okay, uh, one of your podcasts uh, I told you, you know that to me it seemed like your first goal in life was not to clock you know punching on the clock oh, you know yeah, yeah. And I thought you're already kicking ass, you know. You're already on a roll, you know. Well, that that was something like <clears throat> I went through, like the whole like having the nine to five and working and all that and doing all that. But like little by little, like other things kept pulling me in different directions. And uh, and there was one point in my life where I was working at one place and I was tired of the position I was at. And I I saw an opening <clears throat> in another position and I said, Hey, I'd like to have that position. Um, but I didn't have a degree, which has always been my problem too. So. I, I saw that position and I was like, I want that position. I can do that job. I had pretty much already yes. been doing it. <clears throat> and uh, they gave it to somebody with with a degree, which I don't blame them. But when that happened, I just split. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to work for anybody anymore. And uh, 
just kind of like found my own way little by little and and it's not an like i'm not like doing amazing or nothing you know it's 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 a struggle but ever since i did that i have been like better i feel better Hey, no, no, that makes any soul, sense. If he's a soul, man, like, yeah, yeah, peace exactly. of mind is, is fucking amazing. Yeah, peace yeah, of mind yeah. is, is, is... I start to value my own time so much. Like, you know, whatever I do with my time and things like that. Yeah, yes, definitely. It's cool, man. Definitely, yeah. It's not easy, but... Yeah, because we were listening to um, one of the podcasts. You were saying, I don't want to wear a tie. You are yeah. telling your mom, I don't want to wear a tie. <laughs> So that's why we forgive you for being late today. Because uh, <laughs> you, 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 an artist time. You know, you're an you artist time, dog. I was thinking these guys are gonna show up at eight thirty, have a few <laughs> drinks. You know, I didn't know like the way you worked. So no, we were, were here, we're here sweeping. We're at seven forty-five. Set up. We're yeah, like, ¿Ahorita va a llegar? ¿Ahorita va a llegar? And then I, re- then I told Frank, I go, he's a fucking artist. Oh, he's an artist time. I go, then he's Mexican. Oh, he's gonna be here tomorrow. <laughs> Okay. Let's come back with Peter Navarro again, dude. Uh, I, I, I forgot to add in all those variables of the. Oh, man. Uh, remember, I'm a golfer, man. I'm most of the time I'm golfing at 6:30 in the morning, so that means I gotta get up at 4:30. Get, get all my stuff ready. Uh, so. People get up at 4.30? Dude, I, <laughs> hey, I, I have a 20-hour day most of the time. You know there's two oh. 4.30s in a fucking day, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I never see that other one. <laughs> Tell me about this other 4.30. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I do 20-hour days most of the time, you know? Damn. I just, I, I need to max out my day. I, that's what I feel like. Yeah. I li- You've I feel been like listening to out. those motivational... I have too many. Yeah. <laughs> and reading books, there you know? There are 20... <laughs> I forget. There are 24 hours in a day. Are you wasting them? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and that's what I feel, man. Like, I'm wasting time. Do you think the rock sleeps? No, and I make a full schedule in my head, and if I miss something, it bugs me for the rest of the day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yesterday, I ran late, and I couldn't get my son to a, a, um, a baseball clinic, so he had to skip it, and oh, it was just bugging me for the rest of the night, man, you know, that I couldn't fit it into the schedule, you know? You, you know what, though? If I could afford it and my lifestyle wouldn't change, I would rather not do the 9 to 5 yeah. if I could afford it and, you know, just say, fuck it, because I... I see value in how you live your life and just say, oh, yeah. okay, I'm not clocking in, I'm not clocking out, I'm doing but what hard. I want. Yeah. You know, your stress level is probably at fucking there, very low. No, it's not true. So there's different kinds of freedoms. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the freedom to, like, you know, be like, hey, I want to go to TJ and spend some money. Like, I can't do that all the time because I don't always have a budget to travel. I don't always have, you know, like, money for extracurricular activities. Like, I golf, but I can only do, like, you know, Pico. <laughs> <laughs> at four in the morning. Uh, yeah. And I, I have hand-me-down sets, you know, but my set's decent. I love my set. And I, and I always, you know, but I, so you have freedom to do other things that I don't. But you, And you also have, um, like, security of, like, you know, your bills and shit. So my stress is, like, not having money and not having money and, and having to figure out, like, shit, what can I sell this week? What can I do? You know, oh, I need to get rid of this, you know, sell a few more pictures or <clears throat> get another, like, one day gig or something you know because i still work mm-hmm. and i still work uh long hours sometimes where it's like you know uh where i, I have had like a 20 yes. hour day you know where you go and you shoot something you got to shoot it for a long time and then edit it to get it back to them before the next day so so there there still is a lot of stress and, but and, it's a labor of love right? yeah yeah definitely but there's still the stress of like um you still need to make like you have the security of like you know when the money's coming all the time mm-hmm. and i'm like looking for where when it's going to come next and trying to set it up uh-huh. and trying to like you know lay out future plans so that is that common in your business <clears throat> but and you also yeah, yeah the, the gig economy you know so artists like, in general right yeah yeah but the gig economy right now like is, is a big thing like a lot of people are turning into like giggers the millennials uh are like people that like to do like a lot of different gigs to like supplement their income and stuff so a lot of people are doing that but there's also the stress of um when you when you're creating something there's the stress of is it gonna be good you know are are people gonna like this and even though you do it i started doing it for myself just to learn more you know you do it for yourself and that's one of the things that i always remind myself like do it for the why. Do it why you did it the first time, like just to enjoy this, just to like you know create something, just to learn more about it, and and so I continually have to have that drive to learn more and to create more, but you still have that 
fear of like, wow, what's it gonna do? Like after I take it, is it gonna be this? Is it gonna be in the museum? Is it gonna be, yeah. you know? I, I, I like the way you said that. Do it for the reason you did it the first time. Yeah. That's cool. It's a good word right there. You know, yeah, you when we're fucking doing that. our podcast, I'm That's like, fuck it, a la verga yeah. with this. You know, do it for yeah. like we did it the first time. Yeah. I like those words. Because it's not about, like, you're not going to get rich off of this, you know? Yeah. I mean, fuck, it's dope if you do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, you kind of, like, just keep working for yourself. And, and, and to get that satisfaction that you get from this that you don't get from your job. Way more fulfilling, you know? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. more, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I did listen to the Alfred podcast. I was like, fuck, I love these guys. <laughs> like, it's really cool. And and it's cool that you guys are just here from the neighborhood. Like, just, you know, want to talk about the neighborhood and just, this is this is going to create a really good document. This is going to create something. But the thing that matters the most is what I tell a lot of young kid photographers, too, is like how long and consistent you do it like you know if you do it for a few months and you put it away it's gonna also fade away that way but longevity and consistency is the most difficult thing for a lot of artists uh, you know comedians especially like comedians yes. gotta fucking do it you know what that, that is one thing when we started doing the you podcast you gotta suffer a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what though uh, when we started doing the podcast they say don't quit just keep on going Yeah. and then for comedians you're saying it's a suffering game. Yeah. I don't think Fred, fucking Frank is. He started like after I life. Know, he he's gonna that, be yeah. the first like new comedian with a pension. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, he's, he's I'm a starving comic. Shut up, fuck you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> you're not starving at all, that, dude. That could actually be part of your set. But I, I have a lot of stuff there. It's in there. It. It's I in do, there. Yes. Yeah. But there's also like, I mean, there's there's a lot of rich people that do comedy. You know, I mean, they're called Jews, right? <laughs> oh man, this guy. Okay, uh, okay, Seinfeld. Huh? Well, go ahead. <laughs> no, but there are like, you know, like uh, I don't know, I don't know their names right now, but yeah, I see them on Netflix. I mean, not everybody that did comedy like grew up poor, but the hustle is what's hard. The 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 getting in front of people all the time and mm-hmm. the getting like you you. You get knocked down a lot. You get kicked like, in the balls, yeah, you know? Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna just, you know, shank it yeah, <laughs> yeah. over and over, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, but but it's just like, oh, when you get that sweet spot, thunk, and you're just It makes like, your whole oh, run worth it, you yeah, know? Yeah, like whatever you did before that disappears. Yeah, it's definitely like something that you just have to like keep, keep hitting at it, you know? But in anything, too, even in this, like, you know... Podcasts are dope. There's a million podcasts, but yours is still different than a lot of people. You know, like a lot of people have like, well, let's get these famous people and let's get you know this and that. But like, I like it that you're getting people that grew up right here in this specific community. Yes, you know, you know what? That's what we're aiming for. And uh, my wife, I told me she goes, she goes, do something that's that's different. Do, yeah. do something. Uh, she sent me a video that said, do something that is not popular to do. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fucking, let's go do it in East LA. So we started doing them here, and yeah. fucking, and, and they worked out. You know, everybody's telling us, hey man, I, I like that fucking rooster in the background. That was fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the pino, the pino and that that dude with the smog that was killing you guys uh, while you guys are doing it. So you know, we're trying different stuff. Just see, see what works, you yeah. know. And then, but at uh, the same time, it's fun though. We enjoy it. Too. And another thing, we always try finding people like like you that came up from the same era we did and took a different path. You know. Yeah. Because you know most people stay with the script here, like with the work till they 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 retire and then they die yeah. soon after you know. Yeah. So most people do that. So you know, we just want to find you know yeah. different venues you know. That makes for a like, bad interview, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, my four hundred one k is very uh, healthy right now. And I don't fuck about that. You know, <laughs> we want different stories. Yeah. You know. But there's nothing wrong with that life either. Like I always like I used to tell my kid like before uh, before she went to college and she was wondering like what she was gonna do. I was like, I was like, there's worker bees and then there's like you know bees that lead the course rogue you know <laughs> yeah or, or yeah or, or but like some people have to like work every day collect a check come home and watch tv and do it again the next day like there's also comfort in that schedule you know and and some people are the worker bees of the world you know they just like keep things moving keep things moving yeah so yeah i mean i, I appreciate like <clears throat> my whole family does that and and you know I'm thankful for them because they helped me out too. So yes, yeah. <laughs> that's why they're kicking ass at work. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is your family still live in the area? Uh, no, everybody's moved out. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. How many people have gone to Fontana? <laughs> no, to no, no, Rancho. Actually, Empire? yeah, I have some family out there. Yeah, that's <clears> a little spot. Um, but we have like family like in Oxnard and then the Bay Area up north, and uh, 
I actually have family all the way to Washington. Yeah. Okay. So that's a uh, it's pretty spread our family. Okay. When you were um, you were like you said we were listening to your podcast and you were telling us about how um, like you hear a lot of stories like this where you got families and they're trying to make it to the United States and as they're coming down here, like the oldest you, you're down from you're you're further south in Mexico, right? Yeah. Your brother uh, was down in Senada. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and then Aurelio was born. My brother Aurelio was yeah. born in Colima. Yeah, yeah. Older than me. They're trying to make it across the border. Yeah. I was born in Senada too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So everybody's got they, that struggle. They didn't make it in time for you. Huh? They, I was. I'm like two hours <laughs> away. Come on, yeah, that's man. That's insane, man. Come on. No. And again, uh, you uh, could have been an anchor baby. <laughs> that would have been me, you know. Hey, and just like the way I'ma do comedy, I go. I did it backwards, you know. Like, my mom had me here, and then they shipped me back oh, shit. for a few years, you know? Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened, you know? I did everything in reverse like everybody else, you There's know? A little bit of Mexican training out there. <laughs> they did, no? Hey, you, you get good values that way. You get good values. Uh, you, you, yeah. George, you know, uh, George, I always hear stories where he, I was born here, and then for the summer they sent me to Mexico, and I'm over there fucking plowing land with the oxen and shit with my grandfather, and he goes, but it built fucking character, yeah. and then their, their people's work ethics are amazing. You know, those are the people yeah. that just, they don't know when to stop fucking working. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We, we showed up here. This guy started landscaping. He <laughs> I pulled out the weeds in his area. He didn't like the weeds. I go, leave them there. They give they give us character. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I ruined my golf gloves pulling weeds, man. No. <laughs> because in the winter, yeah. yeah, in the winter, 30 degrees, I use both uh, gloves, you know? So, so I put both the gloves off and I started, you know, pulling weeds just to clear this area, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what? We're going we're gonna to take a quick break right now. Okay, cool. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back uh, from our quick, um, our quick break. Um, I had to take a leak because, uh, you know, I drink during these things. Uh, Rafa, um, you live in Boyle Heights right now? Yeah, I, I moved over near um, the Mariachi Plaza. Mariachi Plaza. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's the difference between uh, East LA and Boyle Heights, or is it just like a giant blur now where there's no, you know, Indiana used to be the county line? No, yeah, yeah, that's still the same thing, but... Back in the days, like when they used to say East LA, it meant everything. Like when we were young, you know, if you said, oh, I'm from East LA, it meant anything east of the river. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so that would include East LA, Ball Heights, Lincoln Heights. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anything over here this way was East LA. Yes. But I think what happened was like, there was a time when East Los Angeles wanted to become a city. So the citification of East LA was a movement and they wanted to uh, incorporate as their own city. So if they became, if the area known as East Los Angeles became the city of East Los Angeles, then you know nobody else could really claim East Los Angeles. So mm -hmm. I think that's when, that's around the time that I noticed that Boyle Heights people were more like, Boyle Heights is Boyle Heights, we're not East LA. So they kind of said, they kind of started separating themselves from East LA too. And so Boyle Heights became like self-identifying as Boyle Heights. Because when we were little, we didn't hear hardly <laughs> no. anybody saying Boyle Heights. But but as as that whole thing happened, I, I, I noticed that Boyle Heights started to claim more Boyle Heights and separate itself. You and know, they, they do have different identities. Like they're, I think they're pretty different. You know? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And no, as a youth, the only time I ever knew <clears throat> that there was an East LA and a Boyle Heights is because, you know, you do those summer jobs. Yeah. Some agencies only pay you if you work for the city. I mean, if you live in the city, and oh, some yeah. of you live in the county, boys club, working yeah. at the boys club. Yeah. So uh, at that time, I moved to the Wabash site. You know, I grew up in Townsend, and then I moved to Wabash. So the the, the people that paid uh, county people that lived in the county area, yeah. they wouldn't. I, I couldn't get paid through them because I lived in the city. Yeah. So that's the only time I ever knew about Boyle Heights, East yeah. LA not being the same. You know, that, the that separation. Whole, that alley that goes from the boys club behind the back. Yes. All the way down, like past Malabar and over and down to El Pino, mm -hmm. and then Indiana. That's all that is a divider between yes. the city and the, and the county. Yeah, they're like, no, that's your alley. No, that's your alley. And nobody takes care of it. It's <laughs> all messed up, I know. Yeah, the, the one day we did the podcast at El Pino, and uh, we were just, we just showed up and started doing the podcast. And I go, I wonder which. Uh, which uh, police department's gonna come get us? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> who, who are they gonna call? Show up for the LAPD. Yeah, who's, who's showing up that day? Because we're right on the line, you know. Uh, uh, nobody showed up that day. No one's giving a shit, you know. Dude, living on Wabash, you know the boys club and the, there's a little triangle area yeah. where where people go left or right. I remember the sheriff was going, and that's where they would do the U-turn, you know, and drive back, you know, back towards the boys club. 
And because I live on Wabash, I could see them, you know. Uh, and I look at them, the sheriff, the sheriff, and they just turn around and head on back, you know. That was a cutoff, you know. As far as they can go. Yes. That's funny. So, hey, man, uh, on one of your podcasts, you talked about when you when you stopped drinking, you, you took some stuff called Royal Jelly. Oh, yeah. Or at least it helped you out. Hey, man, is that stuff something that was showing a drug test or just like a, it's just no, like it's a, not, it's, like a herbalist thing or yeah, something? Yeah, it's, it's a natural thing. Okay. It's a, so, so, like... Is it the real deal? Though? Not like a, Uña de Gato or something, no, right? No, <laughs> Dr. Here's Pacheco the whole story with this whole thing. Royal Jelly yes. is... is uh, it's the stuff that the queen bee takes to become a queen bee so i guess in in the in the honeycomb or whatever where the bees are or wherever they grow their babies yes. <laughs> <laughs> like they all they're they, they all like sit in this royal jolly when they're born yeah. and then they take so much and then the worker bees get out at a certain time and then like the next bees the sergeants or whatever like they get out at a certain time but the queen bee stays in there the longest and she absorbs it the most and she becomes the strongest and the smartest um but that thing has like so many benefits of honey and uh, other things that that are only found in that thing. Anyways, this lady was like, you know, you got to try this. I was going there to buy honey. <coughs> Actually, I was working on on doing her a logo back then. I was yeah. doing graphic design, and um, she said you should try this this royal honey. I mean, this royal jelly. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I don't want to fuck with shit. But I went back to my car and I googled it, and. Uh, I was like, oh, that shit looks dope. <laughs> you know, it sounds dope. And and I went back and she gave me some and she told me how to take it. Like, you take it in the morning uh, after you fast it all night and you put it under your tongue so it goes right into your system. Mm-hmm. But you immediately start to feel stronger and, like, sharper. Um, not immediately, like, whoa. <laughs> like yeah, Popeye yeah. and the spinach. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, in a day, you know, like, yes. you're already, like, feeling, like, uh, the benefits because it has all of the B complexes in it too so you know B complex like vitamin B you get yes. a shot of that boom it gets you like going so it yeah. has all that in it and and um, I lost the craving for the alcohol you know and, and she was like but it was also a time where I was like ready to quit you know I, there was a lot of things going on in my mind and in my body and I just wanted to like quit everything was already set in motion yeah right? and so like that thing like just made me like feel so good that I didn't need like anything else it was weird so I mean it's just it's just a, a, a I don't think everybody that takes it can like quit from it but it helped me like remove it but when I went back to the lady and I told her that I could drink it she goes oh that's what you know this helps you you know with mm-hmm. that too so I was like oh interesting but yeah I mean it did it did help me then and, and, yes yeah. it was yes yeah. well, and, and I had quit before Drinking here and there, but but like this time it was like, you know. Done. That's cool, man. Uh, you haven't drank since. Uh, only one time, but by accident. <laughs> oh, someone gave you something that uh, was no, mixed up, or no? I, I went to a bar and I was like, hey, do you have a, you know, because I, I still love the taste of beer. Yes. So I'll drink my Oduls. I'll drink you know shit like that. And uh, she uh, or it was a guy. He was like, uh, no. He says, uh, but we have this other one. <laughs> But he, he didn't say it was non-alcoholic. He's like, but we have these other ones. Because I asked for the brand they normally had. And that other thing, like, I looked at it. And I said, what is this? And I forgot what it was called. But it was kind of like a, a, a fruity drink. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, fuck it. So I had one, and it tasted good. So later on, I was at the market. I bought four. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had them. And then I, like, Googled the company and, like, looked it up. I was like, oh, shit, this has the same amount of alcohol as a beer. Oh, fuck it. Hey, you, so, know how, you know how you can tell a, a drink is really fruity? Yeah. When they come in packs of fours. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> a six-pack is six-pack. A four-pack yeah. is for girls. You yeah, know? That's, exactly. They don't get fruitier hey, than that. Zima. No, yeah. but it's also European because Europeans do that. Like, packs of fours? Yeah, packs of four. Like, oh, Bonington right. and, and... I feel better, guys. man, so about I, my, so, my so, heart so lemonade. I'm right, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I drink now. No, so, yeah, so that's when I had four alcoholic beverages but I didn't like that's neat man yeah I'm always looking for different supplements because uh every once in a while I, I hit a wall where like nothing I take not even coffee yeah. gives me like wakes me up or makes me you know the mental sharpness part yeah. so when I heard that I go you know I gotta give it a shot but I gotta find out if it's like has narcotics in it or anything you know no, it's it's a hundred percent from the from the bees okay royal jolly that's neat they, they call it royal jolly because it's the queen bees queen bee. But it, right there where the police station was, yes. uh, across the street, there's the Casa Cerrones, a theater company. Mm-hmm. In the corner is like an old pharmacy. Yes. 
there's a lady in there that sells honey products. And we were there yeah. last night, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. shit. She would have been closed, but. I mean, but you know, but I hit just, her up. Yeah. This interview would have been sharper. <laughs> <laughs> I would have cleaned up a yeah, little more, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other than just our little area, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rafa, what do you, uh, what does your week look good like? What do you got going on? What are you doing right now? Uh, Projects, what's Fourth up? of July homes, gonna pop some fireworks. No. <laughs> your, uh, your, what, what do you got going What projects you got going on right now? Books? Um, so I'm working on putting out a book from, the last show that I had was called Landscapes and Land Dwellers. And I was trying to do something to show like more of the city and the people that live in it, or my city, more of this area and and, and the people that live in it. So this this last photo show that I did uh, um, was um, it was massive. It was it was 60 images, you know, and, and there was a museum called La Plaza de Cultura y Artes that that um, brought me in to do something. And working with them, we developed this show. And uh, that's also where I got the helicopter ride. So I did aerials of this whole area. Oh, really? Got, yeah, I got shots. Dude, some of my favorite shots that I didn't publish yet are like, they show Malabar and this whole area and the top, like all, everything in one shot. You know? that's oh, bad. really? Oh, no shit. Um, those, are, those are not in the show, but I have 60 images uh, total. That's how big the show was. And it, uh, after like putting the show together, I decided well, I should just make a book out of this so it could live a little longer. Yeah. So That's I'm cool. putting that into a book that uh, that is available through my Instagram if you hit me up. Um, but I'm accepting pre-sale through Venmo, but it won't be done until um, I'm delivering September. So, okay. Uh, deliveries in September for the book, and um, I'm also gonna re-release my old book. My old book I called it Masaka. Um, for a lot of reasons, but uh, Masaka is like my old black and white book that a, a lot of people loved. But when I first released that one, I did it uh, through a company that made them really expensive. They're really expensive books. They're beautiful, but they were 200 bucks. You know, mm -hmm. not everybody has 200 bucks to buy a book. But they were costing me a lot of money, so I couldn't sell them for less than that. <clears throat> but um, I'm gonna re-release it, but at the lower version, at the forty-dollar version. Okay. You know, so That's it's cool. paperback, you know, and uh, but it's still gonna be a nice book. And um, I'm also trying to like, in the last show, what I did was I I included a a video too because I wanted to start showing a transition into working on film. And so I'm working on a couple of small film ideas that I have, a couple of shorts that I'm gonna hopefully be done with this year. And um, yeah, I started to do like little film festival things like cool, that. Man. So that's okay. what I'm, I'm really hoping to do, like some narrative um, videos. Well, hey, man, we got an active corner. I know. Yeah. That's why we like to show up here early. I was like, we're, right, like, the, we're yeah. like the hot chicks right here. Everybody's honking at us. Hey, those are the Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses going to their locations, man. They're fucking no, honking. Yeah, they're, they're sticking they out, man. Yeah, they're all wearing suits and shit. What the fuck? <laughs> they're yeah. a team of lawyers. They're caravanning. Yeah. They're either Jehovah's Witness or lawyers in East LA. <laughs> hey man, two hundred dollars is not bad, man. I told you no when we're driving over here. I'm gonna need you to be my wife, okay? I'm gonna ask about that book, and if he has one available, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. But I was expecting like five hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. I'm gonna need you to stop me, Chinook. <laughs> I'm gonna be my wife, you know. And, and, then, and then I go, okay. Well, if you get the book, then I'm getting my hair done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my hair did. I know, yeah, hair did, right? Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Thank you for the manicure, yeah. you know, and pedicure, you know. Yeah, so put Frankie down for so, one so, of the books. Yes, right. I'll, I'll, I'll take one of those books, man. Right. Or, or, get Venmo, bro. Okay, I'm gonna have to get it because I need some. <laughs> it's I'm, not I'm, hard. I'm gonna get some Royce and a book. <laughs> you know, like I told me, as soon as you send me the money, I'll get your uh, stuff. You know, but you know. <laughs> it's easy. It's it's like paying people with your debit card. So it's an app, right? It's just yeah. an app? Okay. So it connects your debit card and then you just find them and broop, it goes right into theirs. And that's cool. Uh, we I just got PayPal so far but that's for to paying yeah, all, so all the golf bets, you know? PayPal is the original and this yes. Venmo is just easier. And, and PayPal charges a little bit. This, oh, one, this one doesn't charge okay. anything. Yeah, so. You gotta watch a commercial or some shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before you send the money. but Alright, Rafa, thank you very much for uh, joining us. you have any shout outs? Anybody you want to Throw Not a little recognition at follow me on uh, uh rafa.la on instagram mm -hmm. and uh, my website is uh rafa.la too mm -hmm. so it's yeah, that's where i found www.rafa.la okay and people say not.com like no not.com <laughs> dot la all right, all right. Yeah. cool frankie that's you have any cool. shout outs 
Well, you know, as usual, the only guy who outworks me, man, uh, the Mega Man, you know, the, 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 the I call I him the hardest man. working man in podcasting, bro. That guy's always working. Dude, I get up at 2 in the morning, take a leak, I check my Instagram, and he's on live. He's on fucking live. <laughs> Taking a leak also. They go, fuck, why do you got to go on live and take a fucking leak, dude? That guy's always on, dude. Yeah, That's so, like, I, you know, my, I mentioned that I do, like, a lot of 20-hour days, yeah. and that guy outdoes me, so, you know, Damn. give that dude credit, man. And uh, I don't know he does it, man, but, hey. All power to you, bro. You know, keep hustling, man. You know, thinking that Queen Bee Jelly or some <laughs> shit. Right? Hey, keep I'm the really hustle on, bro. You know. Hey, if you try it, let me know. I know. Like, I'm, I'm gonna go do try the it. next episode I, about I, it. I'm gonna get some, man. He's gonna be here with a full head of hair next time and shit. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna fill in my hairline, you know. Fabio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No more islands up here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Kiko, thank you very much for uh, Kiko with you. Hey, man, you gotta get a hold of Rafa. It's, it's a good interview. All right, cool. Kiko, thanks. Uh, and we're waiting for your next podcast, dude. We're not gonna give you shit. <laughs> Just stop wrestling with your cat at Dodger Stadium, fool. All right. Your cat's had enough uh, peanut butter, you know? <laughs> Shout out to Alfred. He works hard, too, man. Yeah, yeah Alfred, yeah, you know yeah. that? Exactly. That guy's always working, too, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're done with the episode. That's Thanks, it, Rafa. Thank you very Living much for Living the dream us. out here in East L.A. Thanks, yes, you guys. This yeah. was dope. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're out. Peace. <laughs>